What's up, everybody? It's Moonshine Shotgun Mulligan Podcast, sitting here with my boy, CC Stats. What's up, brother? How's it going? Let's go. Let's go, boys. You know what? I'm excited. We got a little college basketball on the TV. I'm watching a little replay of some little bit of the golf they had on today. It's March Madness. We got one of the biggest, essentially the fifth major. We're, what, three and a half weeks out from Augusta? I mean, we have the Players' Championship, Augusta, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the British Open over the next five months. It's ridiculous, folks. It's just starting. Let's it's go. crazy. Spring, Dude, spring has sprung, folks. Spring has sprung. Well, I, today at work, I got on fire just so jacked about the players and, in like you're saying, the start of golf season and start watching it on my computer, you know, had a little bit of a long lunch, and what do you know? We get the rain delay. I'm like, tech on it. I know. I checked, to get jacked. I checked the leaderboard. I checked it like 745 and it was like suspended. I was like, oh, so I checked it like nine suspended. I was like, geez. But then apparently I got a good amount of play in. I was looking at the scoreboard. I mean, a fair amount of guys finished, but not a lot. There's 12 guys, I guess, didn't even tee off. Oh, he had Ian Poulter sprinting <laughs> again say. on 17. Why does he love sprinting on 17? And apparently he made, he made a birdie, hit it to like three feet on 17, and then – I guess he bogeyed 18. <laughs> yeah, he jacked his drive up. I guess he ran up there and was winded because, you know, Ian's not the youngest dude now. So he went up and I forget. I didn't see where he hit it. I, I was doing some work in the basement and I just heard them cracking up about him running up 17. I saw him just bug running all the way up there. And then they said he was running down to 18 and was winded and just jacked one, I think, right or something. I don't think he hit it in, in yeah, the water. Yeah, I think he hit it right. I heard, I heard on the way home today, I was listening to XM radio and they were talking to Dennis Paulson and I can't remember who the other guy was. And they said in, I think he said 99 in the PJ championship, they had a similar, similar situation in the first round. They had some bad weather and they literally had like six guys on the 18th tee. Like guys were like, like a guy, like the fourth guy teed up right before the fourth guy teed off, like three other guys ran up so they could tee off, finish the hole and not have to come back and play the next round the next day <laughs> or finish the Ridiculous. round. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, it's I a mean, matter I, of if I finish at 6 o'clock tonight or do I have to get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning to go out and play one hole and then go back. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it just completely screws their schedule up. Because So what is it if they got the 18th in, then they could they probably get to sleep in quite for quite some time, right? Yeah. They'd probably I mean, go t- off in the afternoon or something. Yeah, exactly. So – I mean, that does make a difference. Apparently, though, it might not make a difference. From what I heard, those guys talking about the weather is supposed to be even worse tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. Although they said they they had an inch, 1.7 inches of rain. And they said guys guys that were wearing the white pants, which apparently were a lot of them today, hardly had any mud or anything on their shoes. Not that the course is dry, but they have the sub air in the whole course. And uh, they just said – they said it was just ridiculous how it it could dry out that fast. So, and guys were – misjudging spin and everything and so um but yeah it was uh, it's crazy it's crazy well, those, how they how they can do that well those courses just drain so well i mean you see them out with the squeegees putting it down the different drains at every fairway i mean it just doesn't hold water i mean this evening when i was watching that i mean it, it was getting poured on and it looks gorgeous you know the greens yeah, really really bright <laughs> like you don't even see puddles on the green or anything you know yeah, my, i'm still my, watching my, the coverage my front and backyard are both still brown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to snow here on Saturday. <laughs> need to get some it's of those. Crazy. We, we need to get some of those groundskeepers in our yeah, house, man. Really get the drainage figured out in my backyard too. Sheesh. I got, I got it on. I got it on right now. I got a little replay. I actually see sunshine, so I don't. I don't know what point of the day that was. Yeah. But. <laughs> Must have been pretty early. Oh, ooh, no, or when they came back out. Actually, when they came back out in the evening, it was pretty nice. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just watched Zal Torres hit it about four feet on uh, the sixth hole. So, he had a good round. I see uh, Tom Hoagie had a good round just to kick it off. A yep, couple guys yep. out there playing well. I mean, long way to go. I saw Tommy Fleetwood play well. I'm convinced he'll probably fall apart because apparently the wind, I don't know if you read, the wind is supposed to be pretty brutal and cold on Sunday. They're saying is like really? the highs, high is going to be like 52 and it's supposed to be like 15 to 30 mile an hour wind gusts. Wow. Are they even going to finish by Monday? I mean, <laughs> I, well, two straight I, I days watching. of rain. I mean, if they can't get in even the first round yeah. tomorrow completely, they're going to be in bad shape. I mean, you would think if those 12 guys can finish, then you have – they do. You basically, they finish, you have a whole second round to do. 
I guess maybe if Saturday's weather is good, if the mm-hmm. weather moves out quicker, Saturday you could probably get everybody in. You might have some guys playing 36. But if they get bad weather tomorrow, I think it's a Monday finished guaranteed. So, Well, I think we should just keep rolling with the players. I'm liking this vibe. So stats – I mean, everybody talks about this, but I just want your quick uh, take on it. Fifth major, do you think the players deserves it? Do you think they don't? I mean – I don't see how – I personally I, – I can understand how some people don't want it to be or don't think it should be. It's got the highest $3 million to the winner. How can you not almost <laughs> classify it as the fifth Crazy. major? And they, and they literally moved it from May to March to set up the run to all the majors. Right. It's a no-brainer. <clears throat> I mean, it was three – I think the first, first place gets $3 million, Second place gets like 2.2. 2. Right. It's crazy. It's nuts. I don't know. I yes, I think it's a fifth major if you ask me. That's so, do they to classify as when did the players originate? Because I wonder with history and all that, because they probably would want to count other people's players' championship as a major, you know, in the record books if they do declare it. I would think, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. But I, that's a good question. Like, I did Jack ever? It, did Jack ever win the players? I know Tiger did, but I don't know if did. I think he did. Did he? I think he did pretty sure i can research that while we're on here but um i mean i i know the the women lpga has five majors i don't know four sounds better than five i guess Mm -hmm. i mean i guess it's the unclassified but it's their it's their tournament you get 47 of the top 50 players in the world um you have people who have gone out and played well or won it that kind of came out of nowhere i mean tom hoagie yeah, he won this year, but I don't think anybody would have predicted. Right. Um, you know, and it, granted, it's far from over. I mean, he could still – he could play well the rest of the week. He could not play well. I don't know. But it that's how – we'll talk about our picks in a little bit. I feel like when I made my picks, I looked at some guys that maybe have kind of been streaky and been playing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I also know there's some guys out there that, you know, they like this course and they play well there. So – um, I don't know. I think it's kind of anybody's ball game. Like a guy like Rory, who's played well beginning of last week, we can get into that too. I have some harsh, harsh comments about that. that I shared with somebody um, in a second about him in Bay Hill, but I think the, I think the players championship truly is it's hard to narrow down three or four guys that could win it. Um, I think there's a, there's a, it, it's just so open and there's so many different guys that can win that tournament based on, I don't know how they've done there in the past. So I think some guys truly play better there than they do anywhere in the world. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, but again, it, it's their tournament. And it's kind of random, like you're saying. I mean, they were just going over on the golf channel about how all these out-of-nowhere winners win it, and then you get some of the top guys that come in there and win it, and then it goes back to random people. But of recent times, they think that it's kind of transitioned to more of your top players. I mean, you had Rory win it. You had JT win it. You've had some other guys up there that were top of the world. But, I mean, it's a good test of golf. I mean, Pete Dyed always just tries to screw you. I mean, who go, who plays a Pete Dye course and doesn't get annihilated? I mean. Here's one thing with the players I don't understand. Ricky Fowler won that tournament, what, 2015? Yeah, I think so. And he's not even in the tournament. Like, because you're a past champion, you don't get an automatic exemption into the tournament? I don't think the guy's had some struggles. I'm not saying that he hasn't had any struggles, but yeah, that's he's a not even strange. in the tournament. It's yeah, very I mean, strange. I feel like past champions should always get a, a shot yes. at the tournament. Yes. I mean, I know they have limited fields, but, I mean, if they've won at the players, they're obviously, they obviously play well there. I mean, how many times do we watch Augusta and they have all the prior winners and some of these old farts go out there? Like, you got Bernhard. Sandy Lyle. Sandy Lyle, you got Bernhard whacking it around there, making the cut every now all right, and then. All right, hold on. Like, leave, leave Bernhard alone. I mean, <laughs> my man's still winning golf tournaments and contends at the Masters. He's like the one exception. We do have a German following, so I can't hate on, on Bernhard, dude. So. I mean, Bernhard is the one exception. But I agree with you. I mean – I just don't – I don't understand. Ricky Fowler won the tournament, and it wasn't that long ago. When did Ricky win this? I I, I got to look it up. I'm sorry. I mean, if like you said, if Sandy Lyle can go out there and <laughs> put, put like, even par up at Augusta, why can't Ricky Fowler that's won it get a shot at it? I mean, not that he's playing well. He's not playing well. Like, he's, he's very – still very inconsistent. But 
it doesn't make sense to not have prior winners have a shot at a tournament like this. So Ricky Fowler is just under seven years removed from winning that tournament. I think that's a travesty that a past champion who is a fan favorite would like to see him play well is not in that tournament. I don't know what can be done about that. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. Baffled. Yeah, I'm a little baffled with that too. I'm also – was watching the post press conferences a little bit. Did you see John Rahm going off a little bit today? Yeah, I did not. So they're grilling him about all his around the green stats because I guess they're atrocious recently. Where his he's putting changing, sucks. Yeah, he's changing putters. His putting's not great, but he was just livid. He was back in John Rahm style. He's like, <laughs> I- I'm making changes. I know what's going right. I know my, if I'm here and and I chip it up on the green, that's going to make my stats worse. And, you know, he was just going off. Like, he was analyzing the stats. He's like, I'm making good changes. I'm happy with what's going on. Basically, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know what he's happy with because from what I saw last week at Bay Hill, he was not ha- – he didn't look happy. No. He's just no, – he, he did he's not going, look happy. He's going back in John Rom Savage mode. I love it. I mean, I did see that he's got a second kid on the way. Congratulations, John <laughs> Rom, on that. But man, like his he, patience, he's got dad patience now. His yeah, his dad patience is wearing thin. Like he <laughs> just he doesn't look I hate to say that he doesn't look happy out there because I think he is. <laughs> right. But he's angry. <laughs> not again. that he's listening, but I tell you what, he just he is struggling around the greens with like simple shots, putting and chipping. I don't know. Right, and that's what they the were. Get, that's what they were asking him about, and he was not having it. Basically, trying to, to say it. that he was. <laughs> That he actually is not doing that bad and the stats are bad. But I'm kind of like, oh, I mean, you're really not performing <laughs> like you normally could. Uh, well, Man. he's got four it. weeks, three weeks to figure it out. But I'll tell you what, if I'm making a bet right now, I'm not betting on John Rom to be putting well at the Masters. No. no. I think he's he, a couple. I think he'll win some majors. Or I think major this year, maybe not majors, but I think that he's got to iron out some stuff and he'll then he'll get rolling again. You, did you hear Pat, Pat Perez asked him when they were playing in Arizona? About, no. Um, yeah, he asked him about, you know, what do you expect to be doing in so many years? And he's like, I'll be playing golf until I'm 50, 55 and I win 19 majors. Oh, yeah. He's just out for – Yeah, bold, I was man. like, it is bold. It's very bold. I mean, do I think he could do it? Absolutely. But if he's doing it the way he's putting now, no chance. he better figure it out fast. He's going to punch a fan before he makes oh, it the 19th well, that, age. That's must-see TV right there. <laughs> uh, so I have some comments. I did watch a fair amount of the of Bay Hill, of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, I watched a lot on, was it Friday? I think Friday, Saturday, and then I watched a fair amount on Sunday. Not I didn't, mm. I didn't kind of pay attention toward – well, no, I paid a lot of attention to the end because I had some money on the line. I'd picked uh who did I pick to win? Not not Horschel. Somebody else. I had I also Billy had, Ho. Maybe I did have Billy Horschel. I had somebody. Um no, I had, yeah. Anyway, I also had a bet where it's like a dollar paid like 40 bucks if four players went to a playoff and I was getting giddy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't win anything. But anyway, do I think the course played absolutely tough? Yes. You and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I want a true test of golf. The winning, the leading score after two rounds was nine under par. What was the final round score? Final score, six under, I believe, right. correct? Yes. Rory McIlroy was one of those guys that was leading, had a great first round, had a okay second round, had some stumbles there to the end. And then I think he finished one over, two over. Yeah, three pretty over. horrible. Yeah, two straight 76s, I think. Yeah, there's no doubt the course played tough. The rough was thick. I'm okay with that. The greens were fast. Okay, probably a little faster than normal. But I didn't see anything. And, and the weather wasn't terrible. I mean, I guess they had a little bit of it. But it just, I don't know. I, w- I was okay with it. I told you two weeks ago. I feel like 6, 10, 12 under. That is what I'm looking for when I watch PGA Tour events. Right. See, you know, take out take out the Sony Open and take out uh, tournament of champions. All right, mm-hmm. take those out where they shoot 37, 40 under. Right. That's what I like. 
But then I don't I don't know. Did you see Rory's comments that he said on Monday about he, the tournament? Was he complaining about it? Or of something? course he was. Of course he was. And I I sent the I sent it to uh, a friend of mine, and I was like, I don't get it. What are you complaining about? Like, you were leading the tournament or tied with the tournament after two days, and you played bad. You did right. not play well. Yeah, it was just him. Don't blame the course setup. Don't blame how – because everybody else played the exact same course. I'm sorry, and I, I like Rory, but I feel this is not the first time this has happened. Yeah, he, likes, really to, starting he to, likes to point some blame. It's he? starting to piss me off because you know what? He would never do that at Augusta if they got a little tricky with the course or let it burn out a little bit. U.S. Open, maybe. But it's starting to really – it's starting to – it's starting to chat my ass a little bit mm. and I like him maybe a little less. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really frustrating. I don't want to hear it. Like Billy Horschel played his ass off. Give the guy some credit that he played his ass off. Right. You know, um, shit, I can't even remember who won the damn tournament now. Yeah, I know. I'm blanking on it too. Um, uh, oh, uh, Scotty. Scotty. Oh, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler has played balls to the wall over the past six, six weeks in, in the president's cup. I mean, the Ryder cup. Give well, the, the guy a little bit of credit. Right. And the thing that I noticed, too, was the, those guys that kind of weathered the storm, they persevered, and they still had a decent score. <clears throat> like, minus six yeah. is not bad. I mean, they should get tested every now and then. They should Absolutely. get over par scores for several rounds in a row. I mean, it should be a test and not a boring 20 under, 25 under par. No one likes to see that. Everybody likes to see a little bit of carnage, a little bit of guys struggling because it makes it seem that golf is relatable. Golf is not relatable when they're birding every single hole. And Listen, I'm going to put it looks so easy. I'm going to put this out there. The, the four, there's tournaments that they should be challenged. The four majors, they should be mm -hmm. challenged all the time. Right. They should be challenged at all the invitationals. They should be challenged at Bay Hill. They should be challenged at the Memorial Tournament. Uh, if, it's, if Tiger has a tournament, it's an invitational, they should be challenged. It should all be a challenging golf course. I expect, and I'm going to say this as a local guy, I expect when they play the Wells Fargo, because when they play at Quell Hollow, they're challenged, maybe not quite a six under. I expect TPC Potomac to be a challenging golf course. Mm -hmm. Like it was when Francesco Molinari played his ass off and won it like 10 under. Yeah. Was... I mean, I've seen, what's funny is I see, I've seen that course where the winning score was six under, seven under. And that was uh, not the Corn Ferry, whatever, nationwide tour. Mm -hmm. I expect a challenging event there. And that's not an invitational tournament. What's cool about that course is the back nine you can get at a little bit because mm -hmm. they have some shorter holes. But if you don't hit it right, you're going to be challenged. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the invitationals and the, uh, the majors, you should be challenging because that's why it, not everybody gets invited to those. And for him to come out and say that, I don't know. It just kind of irked. It irked me a little bit. Rubbed me the wrong way. Um, it is what it is. Don't get me wrong. I love watching him swing. I watched videos with him with another podcast this week, and it got me giddy to watch. It's kind of cool to see his personality come out. But then he come out and says stupid shit like that. I just think it's dumb. Just you know what? Yeah, I hey, I didn't play well. I thought that you could say things about the course, the greens. It kind of caught me off guard. Blah, blah, blah whatever. But don't say it was kind of Mickey Mouse. I don't say he said Mickey Mouse, but it's – I don't know. I'll try, to, I'll try to find here while you drop well, your thing, thoughts what he said. Well, the thing is, is you know when we've watched some of those U.S. Opens that were a little bit too extreme? Right. I didn't see any of that at Bay Hill. It was hard. No. It was set yeah. up hard. The greens were hard as a rock. Yep. Sure. Sorry it's hard to hold the green. It's hard right. for us to hold the green too because we can't have any freaking spin on the ball like you can. Exactly. It's it's nice to see them struggle a little bit if they don't hit a great shot. I mean, right. that's why they're professionals. They should be rewarded when they hit great shots. They should not be rewarded when they hit subpar professional shots. Right. When they think that they should be in the middle of the green, and, yeah, they hit it a little bit long on the back of the green, you should go off the back of the green, you know? Right. You shouldn't be sitting there and then have a long birdie putt and easily par and get on your way. It's not – that's not how it should work. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and it, I just noticed too is when I was when I'm thinking about the same thing as Scotty coming up 18, he the perseverance stuff. He well, I think he bogeyed. 
I don't know if it was 16 or 17, the long par three. He bogeyed one of them and then was in the rough on 18. I'm like, there's no way he's going to get a par out of this. It was a hell of a shot he hit. Yeah, hits a great shot. Pars the That's a really tough hole. It's really tough so, to par that hole in the fairway. It usually so plays the hardest of the, I, of the course. I think the turning point, and I don't know if you saw this, the turning point for him, and I had a good feeling he was going to be in, the, in contention. I don't know if he was going to win. I thought the turning point for him was, it was, I think it was 14 or I think it was 15. He had kind of pulled his drive left. He was kind of behind a tree, and all he could do was really kind of punch it out. Well, he went to punch it out, and he literally almost missed the ball and advanced it like 20 yards. And then he hits his third shot. He had actually hit a hell of a shot. He hit it out of the rough. They're like, there's no way he's going to stop this. Well, he bounced it onto the green, short of the green, rolled up. He had about 25, 30 feet for par, and he drains it. That's right. the turning point of the tournament right there. He saved par when he could have made it a bogey and dropped to like four or three under, and then he comes back. So kudos to him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. playing him and, and a couple other guys. Hoagie, Joaquin's playing well this week already. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it's Keith nice Mitchell playing some, well again. Keith Mitchell's he, playing really he's well. He's playing yeah. great golf. Yeah, he has. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't it just. I didn't hear anybody complaining about the Honda Classic last week, and it played tough. So, yeah. and that's of course, of course, a lot of guys play. So, anyway, uh, I don't know if you, I, did you guys hear um, Bryson is still not playing. Yeah, strange. I don't know. Well, he's strange. We all know that. It is what it is. Everyone knew he was going to do numbers to his body, dude. You can't, you can't swing like that. And what, what happened? Nobody re- even knows, really knows what happened to him. Well, he he's going to, well, he's going to lie about it. Even if he fell, sure, maybe he fell. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I personally think he probably didn't fall, and he hurt himself from the swing. But he doesn't want ever anybody to talk about it. Well, I maybe he swung. Think- maybe he fell doing his speed training ripping the freaking club around like Cal Berkshire. I'm going to bet he doesn't play before Augusta. I mean, he's not going to risk it. I mean, no. they're playing at the Valspar. They're playing at the Valero and one one other place. Well, he'll he'll no. come to Augusta and then he'll play horrible. He doesn't play well at Augusta. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Bryson is still out. So, oh, well. I'm not, not on my radar, but yeah. it is what it is. Well, speaking of still of the players, um, do you want to get into some sleepers and uh, a best pick for the week? Absolutely. I'd love that. I'd love that. I made a few uh, I made a few picks in uh, D-Gen, and I don't know if I'm sold on my team. I think I am. I made a last-minute switch this morning. I'm not sitting in a pretty good position right now, although not a lot of guys have played. Callie Craig's – Kicking ass. I'm looking at I'm looking at teams, but anyway, um, sleeper pick. Who do I have here? Well, the guy that I thought was playing really hot made a triple bogey today, and so we'll see if he battles back. Nobody's out of it yet, so that's good. But this guy's been playing good, and I've kind of been staying away from picking him. But he played really well last week, and it's not Scotty Scheffler. He's on my team, but it's not him. Mm-hmm. But it's Gary Woodland. Yeah, that's I good. I feel like he's driving the golf ball well. He's putting and chipping well. I mean, he was in contention last week. He had that he had that terrible bunker shot on 17 last week where he kind of flubbed it out and didn't even flub it out, kind of hit it back and kept it in the bunker. But That got me giddy. Gary, that that gave me the DraftKings win. Yeah, it did. I was like, let's go. But oh, Gary, Woodland, Gary Woodland is somebody – and actually, the other guy I'll give you, I think two could play well is Max Homa. I could be wrong. He's only played two holes this week, and he's one under. But it seems like the players just is a course that it kind of just brings anybody into it. I mean, Brian mm-hmm. Harmon, I think, is playing well. Um, I don't know. I think Woodland and Homa are two guys that could play could play really, really well there this week and kind of. I just I, – the thing is, though, is I, I worry about some time of those – West Coast guys playing well in Florida courses, though. I just feel like historically some of the guys that reside in Florida usually yeah. play a little bit better out there. I mean, you know, home was a Cali guy. Not that he's hasn't – I mean, he's won on the East Coast. Like, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. For some reason, like, the, I feel like the DJs and Rory and some of these other 
dudes that live in Jupiter and all those areas play pretty well in Florida for the most part. I, I don't disagree with you. DJ, I honestly forgot he was on the PGA Tour. He hasn't played in so long. <laughs> that, I think that uh, – so I, I'll give you one. He's not on my team. He's not a D-Gen pick. But I think we'd be foolish, even though he hasn't played well, to think DJ couldn't win it. He's oh. already I think he's already two under or something through isn't he? I think he's I think he's two under through his first three holes or four holes or whatever it was. I mean, he's the kind of guy I feel like he could put a club down and not touch it for six months and come out and then just win whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I like DJ. I just I think it's a little awkward that he hasn't played in so long. Maybe there's a reason, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um I mean there's a ton of guys at one and two under. I mean, I'm really I know the course is wet or not. At, I mean, it's wet. I mean, they got a lot of rain, but I could see him winning it. I could see more power winning it. There's a couple of guys. I just, I figured Woodland was a guy who's won a major playing kind of playing. I wouldn't say super high, but playing very consistent golf that I think, and I think that's what you need to be very consistent. Drive it in the fairway, put it on the green, make some putts. So. Well, that's when Gary plays well is when he, is consistent off the tee and when he's playing Mr. Consistent, that's his, his kind of style. He's not, he crushes the ball. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't do anything. I mean, he's, they're all outstanding, but he doesn't in comparison to other professional yeah. golfers. He doesn't do anything really outstanding that, or at least catches my eyes, maybe in someone well, else's eye. And but. I think with Gary, he's had some injuries over the past two years. Not, and he hasn't played terrible, but I think that he lacked the consistency. Right. So I think now he's kind of getting back into that consistency mode and you're going to see him up there contending every now, every now and then. And I, that's what I like. I mean, he's a good guy. I think he's a good all around guy and I, I want to see him play well. And I think he's a guy, he's a guy I would like to see win the players championship. Mm-hmm. I think players would like to see that if they can't win it, they want to see somebody else. I think he's a guy that I think players would like to see win it. I want to see him win it. I think it's, he's just, a, he's a good story and he's a guy that could, I think it could really boost his career even more. I mean, yeah, he's got to open, but it would boost him even more if he won that tournament. So, yeah, there's I my pick. I like it. Let me do one of my sleeper DGENs then. So, I'm not filling my DraftKings. I'm kind of boycotting my DraftKings team because I checked my freaking lineup at 620 because I thought they were going off at 640. Everybody oh. was no WDs. Everyone's good to go. Get to work. Put on the tournament look at my DK for the first time, and Hideki withdraws. I was getting ready to say, I almost took him, and I, I pulled him out of the lineup. So pissed. When did he withdraw? At 7? 7.30? He must have. I looked at it at – no, it would have been later. Than, well, I don't know exactly. I look at my lineup at 7.44. He's not on my team. And I saw I that. I was so angry. And the, the thing that I think that DraftKings – I mean, obviously they don't do this because – if you're not in a league with friends or whatever, right. it's going to penalize you. So you have less chance of winning. So, I mean, it totally makes sense, but I don't understand why they can't have a feature where you could have like one bench player or something. And if right. someone WDs that that slides in, it's just, it's, it's BS, dude. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm so angry. You're, saying is you're not going to be in, I mean, you could still be in the money this week. You never know. I could, but are, everyone else be- has to make the cut and I have four or five guys that are over par so we'll see uh, i got one guy that hasn't played adam scott six over because he dunked it in the water and i think everybody else is like at minus one so i'm, I'm gonna hold hold up hope right now that i might be in it so but on the other hand the dgen is looking a little hot so i have some decent i mean i put in a lot of dgen to be honest but <laughs> i gotta reload I'll give you one sleeper, and he. I'll give you a hint that he, before he was real popular and before he was a decent player and before, this is an easy hint, before he likes to get just top 20 just to get some cash. Oh, Kiz. Kiz. 201, man. 201 like bucks if, you, if he wins. 201 bucks. Hold on. Let me go and put a dollar on that. I think he was, I think he was one under. He didn't, he, he had just yeah. got started and he made a, Three, he four. made a birdie off the green. So your boy kiss. So that's my underdog, the gen pick. I'm not doing anything stupid anymore. There's no like uh, chase Kepka type picks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what are your, oh, top you know what? I did. I placed the same bet. <laughs> did you really? Let's go. I did. 
And then another one that he's obviously not a star, but I was just bringing him up that tied up close to the leaderboard. He's not, he's, he bogeyed the last hole, but your boy, Keith Mitchell, one buck wins $151. So put that, that up, a little high. I booked that one early for the tourney. Let's That's go. A good one. I got some, so your I, boy I, here. I got some heater picks I, going. I like that. I, um, I like my picks. I honestly didn't make – I guess I made, I made a couple top five, top ten picks, but I went with a standard. I picked Adam Scott. Thought he would play well. Well, we, we're seeing how that's going, although the week's far from over. But the two that I think I like the most, I did pick kids, like I said, but I like Shane Lowry. Dollar pays 36. I know it's not a lot. And then he's played well there before is Paul Casey. A dollar pays 82.90. How did Paul fare today? Did he finish? I'm not Cause, sure. Because Hatton, um, Hatton got at least most of his round in because I kept hearing him on the broadcast. I didn't see him really play much, but I think they finished the round. Yeah, I mean, he's two under. So he's two under? All right. Nice. I like it. Yeah, and it gave me a little profit boost when I, that's that's why I made the bet. I got a little you, profit boost, dude. You need to get your ball, your buddy Paul, on the show, dude. You love some Paul Casey. <laughs> I love me some Paul Casey. Him and them forearms. I, I love do, Paul Casey. I do like watching him play. He's a I good player. I like watching player. him. I like watching him play at Augusta. For some reason, yeah, he's one of those random people. You know, so there's some of these tournaments. For some reason, they just fit it a little bit. I don't know if you get that same Maybe. feeling. Like I feel I like. Feel like I feel like he'd look good in a green jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you got a crush on Paul Casey. <laughs> what, what are you drinking over there? We didn't go into that. Oh yeah, well you drink. So I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start putting my drinks behind me. I like it. I got a little. I think I told you about this about a while back. A little Heaven's Door. Nice. Straight bourbon whiskey. It says. Uh, so one of the quotes on there says, we wanted to create a collection of American whiskeys in their own way, in their own way, tell a story, Bob Dylan. So it says, our straight bourbon whiskey aged for a minimum of five years, exceptional by all measures, smooth and lasting with notes of baking spices and vanilla layered over a bed of toasted oak. So yeah, this oh, is the one I, I found. Like I'd never seen it before and I found it, it's like 45 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, it was up in Hagerstown this weekend. It was like kind of hidden behind the counter. They had it there. But, yeah, I like it. I kind of pull it out every now and then. It's got the nice balanced – I like the oaky. I like that kind of burnt charred oak in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. Heaven, need- Heaven's Door. Not Heaven's Hill. Heaven's Door. Heaven's Door. You need, yep. to, stay, you need to stay on the oaky charred train. Just go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just telling you before we got on the air, it's – that I went, I'm starting down the wheat rabbit hole of wheat whiskeys, and you got to go with what you like, man. That's right. That's right. So your boy so over you, here. What are you drinking over there? So I'm going beer again. So drinking in my favorite Aslan Brewery glass for my brother-in-law. Cheers. Nice. Um, I got a little IPA X coming out of Ardent Brewery in Richmond. Nice. Very solid brewery down in uh, kind of the brewery area of Richmond close to uh, the Vale and some of the other big breweries, but Ardit um, has some pretty decent beers and um, I like a IPA X. You can get it pretty much anywhere. It's a Citra and Mosaic hopped beer. One of my um, favorites. Love I love it. Citra cause you got the citrus taste and the Mosaic I feel like is, has a little more piney taste to it. Yep. So I like that little bit of combo. I do like the Citra type IPAs, the more uh, kind of fruity, you know, um, I'm a big citron and hazy. Yeah, the hazies. Everybody loves the hazies, New England. But this is a little bit of a nice in-between. It's not quite a bitter to the, you know, bitter end West Coast IPA, but it's not a, quite a New England IPA. So it's kind of nice in-between. Like no, no, no free plugs, but my favorite brewery. I know our, our listeners out there can't see this, but I got a new, new hat in honor of their seventh anniversary at Fairwinds Brewing. Let's go. Um, which they just had this past week. And actually, I have a T-shirt too. But yeah, they they have a two of my favorites there: the Iron Master IPA and the Down by the Seaside. Down by the Seaside, um, I think one's like a six point five, and the other one's like a five point eight. The Down nice. by the Seaside, both very good, very balanced, very well balanced. Got a little bit of that that hoppiness, but not too much. But 
Um, when it's super hot, man, those things just go down. Two chugs and you're done. So, Put so down. to talk to the folks at Fair Winds and uh, maybe we can have a couple people on. I know they got a couple golfers over there. So get us, get us that sponsorship, man. That's right. We need to right. promote the local breweries. That's, That's why right. I'm going all Virginia today. That's right. So uh, I do have to ask you how you feel about Phil. I know we talked about it and we just barely brought it up before yeah. we came on. So what do you think his legacy is going to be like? You think this is going to blow over? What's your feelings on the whole deal right now? I mean, I think, I think, I, I don't understand why he just kind of had this. I mean, he said what he said, and who knows if he was said in confidence. He apparently called this reporter. Apparently it wasn't on the record or off the record. Phil thought it was off the record. I don't know. It, it just seemed odd. Um, I don't understand all the pot shots at the PJ Tour and, and uh, I was going to say Fincham, but um, whatever, Jay Monahan. Mm-hmm. Just seemed very odd. But then – and w- w- the reason why I say that is – and then Rory made comments. Some other guys made comments. Other guys come out. I mean, DJ comes out. Bryson comes out. John Rahm comes out. Their allegiance is here. Right. And I we had talked like the week before that. We thought that a couple guys might leave. Yeah. Bryson, maybe DJ, a couple other guys. Now it doesn't seem like – and then the big rumor was they're going to make this big announcement this week. Who knows? Maybe they could make an announcement tomorrow or Saturday. It could still happen. I, I don't know. It just seems really, really weird. I don't, I don't understand his comments. Uh, I mean, I understand why he said them. I don't understand what he was trying to achieve. Yes. Especially yeah. he took pot shots at the Saudi Golf League too, or the Saudi – Saudi people or Saudi whatever. And it's very interesting. And then it, it just it kind of snowballed from there. I mean, he's lost Callaway, he's lost Workday, he's lost KPMG. He's not playing this week. So um very, very interesting comments. I'd be curious, and we'll get into this in a little bit. I'd be curious what Tiger thinks about the whole thing. I think yeah. that will come at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's going to – you know how Tiger's pretty savvy with it. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to quite comment on it unless he has to address it or or maybe he won't comment on it because he, that's just kind of how he is. He doesn't usually make any mistakes with the media. Right. But, so I got two things. I think that Phil's comments were so wild that I think that maybe I can give him the benefit of doubt that he thought he was off the record. I don't really think that he would be saying that kind of stuff if he really thought he was in a serious, true on the record interview. Maybe he, maybe he just had a extreme lapse of judgment and just thought he could go off and that it would be fine. But I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense that he could say what he did and think that he was on the record. I don't know. It just, it doesn't add up. But on the other hand, I hated his apology. It wasn't even really a pause. Oh, it, it was ridiculous. It was blaming, you know, that he thought it was off the record. I don't care what it, it got down to it. The comments got out. So who cares whether it was off the record or on the record. Now you just have to own up to it and just be like, Hey, I said this, it was, you know, uh, it was choice words that I definitely shouldn't have brought up. I'm sorry. Well, I embarrassed, I embarrassed my sponsors and embarrassed the PGA yeah. Tour. He didn't even say anything about the PGA Tour. And I think the sponsors recognize that too, which is why I think you had this. And I know that they haven't officially dropped him. They're taking a hiatus. I think a couple right. of them are. But I think they recognized, like, hey, what's up with these comments? They're a little off the wall. They came out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm, you know, I, where I'm, what I'm very interested to see, I don't think, I think the fans, I think the fans will still support Phil. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I think they're, he has a group of fans. We all love Phil. He, when's he going to play next? I, I would anticipate him playing at Augusta, mm-hmm. but he's going to defend a title at the PGA Championship. Right. Phil Mickelson's going to defend a title in two months at the PGA Championship. What's the reception going to be like? I, I, I'm going to tell you, I think it's going to be fine. Like, nobody's yeah, going to I care by then. Right. Um, but I think tarnish his legacy, yeah, I think there's going to be a little smudge there. Um, 
you're, you're probably not going to see him as I don't know, maybe you will see him more. On, I don't know. You're going to see him as much on the PGA tour. He hasn't played great on the PGA tour, but then he turned around and went to major. So I don't know. I mean, he's very, very capable, but his little one-liners and everything that he was dropping all last year when he thought he was going to win the PIP. Right. Which Boy, the goat, the goat basically. And I, listen, <laughs> we don't have to get deep into this, but Phil, when he sent out his tweet, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Tiger's like, whoops, with his tweet. Now that was freaking hilarious. Right. I don't care who you are. I mean, that's a bomb drop. I mean, the guy didn't even swing a club last year. Was All he did was rehab his leg, and he I mean, just won $8 million. I mean, I don't understand it, but whatever. I don't know how they calculate the points for the PIP. Colin Morikawa is 12th, and he wins majors every six minutes. What's and he gets zero money. What's well, because even if Tiger puts out one swing video, the entire world watches yeah. – People, not not even golfers, will be like, yeah, did you see the Tigers coming back? Like, just sports fans. You know, Tiger – I saw Tiger had on ESPN had a swing video come out. We talked about it. Remember right. Remember when we saw his video? Yeah. We were like, oh, my God. He's back. He's back. How's his leg look? <laughs> well, now we got Joe LaCava talking about Tiger, how he's like, he's going to give it another – like, he's convinced he's definitely going to give it another go. And I heard they're like, yeah, he's never going to – he's not going to play full-time on the PGA Tour. Okay, let's be honest. He hasn't played full-time on the PGA Tour in about eight years. Ever, he hasn't, really? He hasn't, he, he, <laughs> if he plays 12 events a year, it is must-see TV. If he right. plays 12 events a year, he's going to be 40 – he's 46. If he plays 12 events a year for the next four years until he turns 50, that's, that's at least four majors a year. That's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing to watch. He's Tiger flipping woods. Well, it's just going to be everybody gearing up for the tournaments that he's in. I mean, kind of like he has before. I mean, for years, everybody, you know, we would tolerate or like other tournaments that he wasn't in. But the ones that Tiger's in, it just brings everybody up to another level. I mean, there's just nothing like the GOAT. I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, he could play at Augusta. What if he plays at the Wells Fargo? (laughs) I'll be sad. That'd be pretty and honestly, but, he, but so, it used to be one. It used to be kind of his tournament, right? It was. Right it was yeah. The, it was the the what they call it, the, the national or Quicken Loans or one of those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I would be kind of I'd be a little giddy. Yeah, that'd be so. But I am selfishly, and I think Trackman would agree with us. Selfishly, if he doesn't win another major, I'll be happy because I can say it was about fifty feet from him when he hugged his family when he won his his fifteenth major. Selfishly. Yes. <laughs> I hope he never wins another one for that reason. But part, the other part of me is like, God, I'd really like him to get to 18. I don't know if it's going to happen. You know what would be nice? I got I got one for you. You know what would be nice is if his legacy, he comes back and he does win a few more majors, and then you see you saw him on the comeback, and then I get to go to Augusta for the first time, and then he wins again, and it's his last, ma- it's his last Masters. You get That'd the come. You, you get the comeback, Masters, and then I get his final. Be silly. I'd be bitter, but I'd be happy for you. <laughs> Still be better. Well, I just hope I win that Canada Dips or whatever. Me too. Contest at, to get that at Canada Dips, baby. Canada Dips. Check out at Canada Dips. There, free, free ad, but <laughs> free ad for at Canada Dips at Shotgun Mulligan Pod. Yeah, that I saw that and sent it to you, and I sent it to a couple other people. I'm like. That's a no-brainer. Who doesn't want two free nights at a hotel, flights right. down, two tickets to the Saturday at the Masters? I'm all in. That's totally worth a couple emails. Oh, very. Coming my way. I can tell you where I won't be on Sunday coaching baseball. Right. <laughs> That's true. No, I'm all in on that. I'm. I've I've won a couple of things in my life. Won some tickets here and there, but that would be pretty damn impressive if I could win that trip. That'd be insane. That'd be life goals, dude. Life goals. So speaking of the GOAT, everybody knows, or most golf uh, fans know that Tiger Woods was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. It was amazing. Uh, Shotgun Mulligan wants to do a little new thing and and kind of parse in Tiger's uh, speech to his inductee um, of the World Golf Hall of Fame. So listeners, tune in. And all I got to say is, you better earn it. So throughout my junior golf days, we didn't have the financial means to 
to play some of the bigger events. As I progressed through the sport, our family made or was forced to make a decision. As I became of age, I was about 14, 15, I was going to start playing what is called the AGAGA, American Junior Golf Association. It was at the time in its infancy stages, but it was where all the top junior golf players uh, were playing all around the country. I was going they were getting exposed to possible collegiate scholarships. College coaches were, were there to watch them play. Obviously, we didn't know that I, we were going to have enough money for me to go to college or top college or be recruited. So my family made a tough decision. And at the age of 14 and a half, we took out a second mortgage so I could go out and play the AJJ tour. Mom stayed at home. Dad traveled. And we went and played. I played the AJJ tour on our second mortgage. So without the sacrifices of mom, who took me all of those junior golf tournaments, dad who's not here, but who instilled in me this work ethic to fight for what I believe in, chase after my dreams. Nothing's ever gonna be given to you. Everything's gonna be earned. If you don't go out there and put in the work, you don't go out and put in the effort, one, you're not going to get the results. But two, and more importantly, you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. And so that defined my upbringing, that defined my career, and which allowed me to get into a great university like Stanford. From there, I turned pro, and Phil Knight is here, CEO of Nike. And at the time, Wally Uline was a president and CEO of Titleist. Very generous of signing a little punk kid from Stanford, 20 years old, to these exorbitant contracts. First thing I was able to do, I was able to pay off that mortgage. It's all about earning it, baby. Dude, that speech was insane. Oh. I mean, I heard snippets. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but watching that clip where he's talking about you just have to earn it and working hard, and if you don't work hard, you don't get what you deserve. I'm like, I just want to play that on a loop around the house for my my own son to hear. Right. I want to play it for my baseball team. They, I don't. They could. They don't. They don't need to know who had said it. Just I'm going to play it. it. I'm I'm convinced. I'm going to take my speaker to practice on Sunday. <laughs> And I'm like, I want you guys to hear this. I'm going to get them fired up. I want you guys to hear this. And I'm just going to play it like every month. Earn it. It's all going to be about earning it. Because nobody's going to give you anything. Earn it. Well, especially with this generation. I mean, they give our generation a hard time. And and our kids' generation a hard time about getting everything. You know, everything was given to us. And yeah, sure, maybe a little bit that's true. But that'd be perfect message for that, man. So oh, you got to go earn it. You yeah. haven't, you think that COVID's the biggest dilemma you've ever lived through? Like, come on. No. You got to push through and no participation trophies over here. Stats is bringing the, <laughs> you got to win. That's right. Got to win. You got to push through. I mean, especially the, the team that I coach, the, the group of kids that I coach, they're at an age now where it's like, all right, it's time to move to the next level. And you have to earn what you, you have to earn respect. The only way you can earn it is going out and taking it from people, you know, and just, and we have a highly ca- good caliber team. So I don't know. I, I liked, I liked what he had to say. I thought it was really cool that his daughter gave the introduction speech. Yeah, that was um, cool. Apparently he was very, very happy with that. Talked about family a lot in the speech. Um, I, I mean, thought it was wild that they, uh, Earl and Tita took out a second mortgage just to yeah. fund his AG, JGA career yeah I mean, just think if he was a flop i mean that's yeah. that's huge could you imagine take another mortgage right now jackson's like dad i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it to the pros and you're like all right son i'll take out you know I'll take out a 100k mortgage that's i mean nuts. that might be crazy but yeah that would be that would be nuts but for them to do that yeah i heard that last night or maybe it was last night and i was like wow second mortgage for him to mom stayed home Dad traveled on the AGGAA tour. 
Um, I heard some of the other things that he said where some of the courses, they wouldn't allow him in the clubhouse, which is just terrible. And he just put his shoes on and was like, where's the first tee? And what's the course record? Right. Now exactly. he let's, went. Let's, he, let's go. He so. did. I mean, to give Earl credit, you know, all these books and things go into, and these documentaries go into some negative things. It was nice to see him bring out some positives to the public of his relationship with his family, no matter what. I mean, no one's perfect. You know, I'm sure Earl made a lot of horrible decisions. So does everybody else not validating any of his prior decisions, but basically I'm saying it was nice him, you know, giving his family credit for the great things that they've done for him to to put him in that position. Agreed. Agreed. His daughter, I think his daughter said something in the speech about um, how everything he's all the adversity he's overcome and what he's worked hard for. Like he just keeps pushing even now, you know, injuries and tournaments and everything else. Like what she said was spot on and kind of in her speech, just all the adversity he's kind of overcome as a kid working his way up and working hard to, to kind of be where he is as a golfer and now as a father too. And so, it's cool to see. I think he was probably pretty, pretty happy to uh, hear his own kid say that, especially his daughter who's inducting him into the Hall of Fame. So very, very cool. Well, cool moment. The goat, the goat goes into the Hall of Fame last night, folks. Well, I got chills when she uh, said that. You know, we were sitting there thinking our dad wasn't going to be, wasn't going to have a leg. You know, that he wasn't going to walk. And then here you are sitting there. I'm like, let's go. What you said that. <laughs> I mean, well, we're like, when's he going to play golf again? Right. <laughs> we're like, You're worried about your dad walking. Living and having another yeah. leg. But. No, I mean, I think well, the one thing about Tiger that I've really enjoyed over the past probably four or five years is he's his – I don't want to say his persona's changed. I think he's still got that cutthroat mentality. But I feel like he's more personable. He's more personable than he ever was before. And I think that's what's kind of make, made him – I don't know, it's kind of grown him even more in a di- di- different brand of different group of kids, different group of people that have liked him. Even the players have said it. They said mm-hmm. Tiger is different now than he was. So, right. um, what yeah, the- he's, he's been through a lot. Some of it probably brought on himself. I think he would admit to that. But, you know, that's why he's the GOAT. Yeah. And GOATs the- have struggles too. And you know what the GOAT always does, Stats? Gets up and down, Gets baby. Gets up and down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 